Boy, getting off from work can make you sing like that. Brother, thank you. Thank you. Praise God. And thank God for his goodness, his blessings. It's so good to be in the house of God today. Thank God for blessing us and watching over us last night. So many things going on in our nation, so many things going on in our world. But nevertheless, it's good to have favor with God. It's good to serve a God who don't judge us the way we judge each other. It's good, as it was said in the prayer, it's good to serve a God who's long-suffering. The Bible teaches us it's good to serve a God whose greatest desire is that all men be saved. He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. It's good to serve a God that loving, that kind, that even in our wretched condition, you know, even some of us showed up this morning thinking things we ought not to be thinking. Some of us showed up this morning having things in our heart and thinking about things that we know aren't right with God. But yet, even on our way, He protected us from unseen dangers. He still allowed a safe passage for us to get here this morning. There are some of us this morning who, even through the course of this wonderful singing and the beautiful prayers that have been offered, we wouldn't open our mouth and sing. We wouldn't even acknowledge and petition and pray alone with the brother who led us in the prayer. But yet we serve a God who's loving and so long-suffering. And yet willing to allow even more time and space for us to get ourselves together. And when I say for us to get ourselves together, it's nothing that we could do of ourselves, but we need God. When I say for us to get ourselves together, that is to repent and turn and come to God. Because, see, if it was possible for us to get ourselves together, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God. We would not have needed a Savior to come down from heaven and hang on that cross and shed his blood. But we need a Savior. We need a Savior. And thank God that he was so willing. He was so loving. He was so understanding and long-suffering to have it in his heart that Even in our most rebellious state of mind. He chose to love the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. Folks, if you can't appreciate that. You will never appreciate God. Because just that act alone. Is a debt that we will never 
be able to repay. And when you stop and consider, oh, what a debt he paid. Oh, what a debt he paid. And that's why when I close my eyes and I sing, when I, when I say amen to the truth, when it's read from God's word, when I smile and get happy, sometimes I might even shed a tear. Oh, you can say what you want, but I know what God has done for me. And you know, even on top of that, if you don't have enough sense or enough appreciation, I know what he has done for you too. It's good to serve a God who is so loving and so long-suffering and full of mercy. Is that all right, church? Again, it's good to be here. It's good to have those who are visiting with us. We have a large number of folks out today. They're traveling. Uh, Sister Stephanie had texted me earlier this morning. They're out of town at a wedding. And uh, Brother Jeff is on call. He worshiped uh, at an early service at another congregation, hoping to be here this evening. And I see Alex, but I thought you were supposed to be out of town. Your mama's out of town. She's back. All right, but she had mentioned yesterday they might, you all might be gone. But uh, there are others uh, that are out. So let's pray that everybody that's traveling, they have a safe passage and that they can return back safely unto us. Uh, I said this morning, Sunday school, always good to see <coughs> Sister Annie Ruth Leslie. Good to see you, Sister Annie. I'm the only one could get away with calling her that now. That's between me and Sister Annie. But also, Sister Holly, it's good to see you. I know you've been through some surgery and recuperating, and I know it's rough. But you know what? Nothing is too hard for our God. So keep your faith, keep your trust in his hand. And I want to say a special happy birthday to Sister Mildred Fulmer today. I didn't ask her how old she was, so I, I don't mess with that. If people just don't come and tell me, I don't ask. But, Sister Fulmer, happy birthday to you. And we pray and hope God will bless you with many, many more. Faithful years in serving him and devoting your life to him. This morning, we would like to look at a subject. No explanation required. Just do it. At first, this lesson was kind of geared toward our kids as they have embarked upon another school year. And it has already kicked off a majority of our kids that attend here. And I said, well, I, I, it's just not really for the kids. Because there's something even grown folks can benefit from this. Because... We often hear children making excuses us as to why they didn't do better in a certain area, maybe school. Why you didn't study more? Why, did, why didn't you prepare better? But that can also be a line of questioning for grown folks. Even in regards to preparing for worship today. So I'm hoping and praying that I can share something that will not only encourage our young kids that are in school, but also us grown folks as well. 
and realize when we come to the end, no explanation will be needed. We need to just do it. Nike has made billions of dollars on coining that phrase, just do it. And you know, when it comes down to being a Christian, we need to recognize we don't need to offer the Lord no excuse or explanation. We need to just do what he say. In Luke chapter 5, beginning verse 1, and, he, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two ships standing there by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. He didn't know who he was talking to. Master, can I, can I paraphrase that? Man, we're tired. You know how long we've been out here doing this. Can you imagine maybe what he even probably said to himself? Bro, you tripping. <laughs> you know how long we've been out here. And here you come. As if we don't know what we're doing. Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. But praise God. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now, I don't know about you. But I don't think Peter was too persuaded. He said, nevertheless, you know, because you said it, I'm going to let this thing down because you know what? I don't want to hear your mouth. Like some of us in our prayer, like some of us when it comes to handling business, God doesn't need an explanation. God needs obedience. God just need for us to stand up at the plate and take care of business. And when they had done this, and I'm sorry, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. 
and they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Master. Man, we've been at this all night. We need to understand who's talking when we're dealing with God. And we need to recognize and respect the authority of the word of God. Often and many times we think to ourselves and we take upon ourselves and thinking God needs an explanation. God needs our rationalization and God needs our help. But God only needs an obedient heart. God only needs a willing heart and a willing spirit to do what needs to be done. Our explanations are useless. God already knows our heart. God is not going to require of us to do anything that he understands and knows it's impossible for us to do. Because number one, there's nothing too hard for God. And number two, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. And I know that his commandments are not grievous. And I also understand that what is required of me, Romans 12 and 1, in presenting my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, I know this is only a reasonable Service that is required of me and with God's help and knowing that his promises are true and they are real. I don't need to explain anything. I don't need to come up with some excuse when it comes to living as a Christian, when it comes to serving God. When it comes to doing things that need to be taken care of concerning the kingdom. God simply needs a willing heart. What is it that I can explain to God that he doesn't already know? What is it I need to warn God about concerning a decision that that he has decided upon? That's going to trip him up. I need God. God doesn't need me. So I hope and pray, young, young kids, as you embark upon this new school year, I hope you remember this one thing, if you don't remember anything else from what's being said from this pulpit today. Just do it. Your teachers have a job. They have a responsibility to teach you. They've been educated. They're in the position that they're in because they have proved themselves. And I promise you, none of you are older than your teacher. So it would behoove you if you want to make a good impression upon your teacher, let it be made by simply keeping your mouth shut and just doing your business. 
Don't be a follower. If you're wrong, admit you're wrong. If you don't understand, just say you don't understand. But don't make up some excuse and don't stir the water when all you need to do is just handle your business. There's a reason why in that classroom setting there's an instructor, a teacher, and then there's a label for you called student. Respect the authority of that teacher. And do what is right and honorable in the sight of God in respecting that teacher. And believe it or not, it can take you a long way. It can take you a long way, young folks. Don't doubt the power of God. We, we initiated a program here. We mentioned Wednesday night. That we have a, a fund that we have started in collecting money for whatever student or students in this school year in May with all A's throughout the whole year, however much money has been collected, our goal is a minimum of at least $1,000. That money will be theirs to do whatever they choose to do with. Theirs. I've had a couple of kids already said, that's mine. <laughs> and I said, we'll see. And we're asking everyone, particularly parents, contribute toward this. Contribute toward this. And let's see what we can encourage our kids to do. Man. I've heard some kids discussing already, man, what can I do with $1,000? I can tell you. Give God some of it first. And you could buy a lot of things with it. And I'm hoping and praying it will be under your parents' supervision. So encourage our kids. But even more so, Contribute to make this a great school year for our children. Now some might say, well, we shouldn't have to give money to motivate our kids and to expect our kids to do well. Okay, just don't, don't participate. <laughs> it's just that simple. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to hell if you don't. Just don't participate. But it's a good thing. Because our kids need encouragement. Our kids need encouragement. Maybe you were so blessed and so fortunate to, rape, to be brought up in a home that had mom and dad there and both were encouraging you and, and, and they sat down and talked with you and cared and all. Everybody's not so fortunate. So whosoever will and would love to contribute and participate, feel free and happy to do it. And we'll talk about that some more. But I said that so our kids can understand and know we care about you. 
And you can make this school year so much better by listening more and just following instructions. Don't debate with your teacher. Even if it's something that you just adamantly may not agree with, there's a time and place for everything. Talk to them about the class. Don't be, don't get jammed up like I did in the eighth grade, feeling that you need to be the spokesman for the class and saying what you weren't going to do for a class project. And you know, I had a few other folks, yeah, 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 yeah. But that teacher told me, she asked me a question. She said, do you know the difference in you and a clown? She said, clowns get paid. You don't. And that teacher gave me the first F and only F I had in school. She said, keep performing. And I'm going to keep giving you F's. It only took one. It only took one. So don't be a follower. Don't feel you need to be the negotiator. Just handle your business. And do what's right. Is that alright? Now grown folks. Like Peter. Lord Master. Tried this. I tried praying. God didn't move fast enough. I tried being nice. But people just don't appreciate. My niceness. I tried doing all these other things, but it just seemed like God is not moving fast enough and things are not occurring as fast, as rapidly as I would like for them to happen. But let me tell you something. There comes a point if you're going to live a Christian life. You need to stop questioning. You need to stop doubting. And you just simply need to start obeying. There are some things that we have been instructed to do. And there should be no questions about it. We shouldn't try to come up with some excuse to present to God as to why we can't do it. We've been charged with a great commission to go into all the world. And sharing the gospel and teaching to bring people to Christ. To bring and lead people out of darkness into the marvelous light. But some might say, but master. Others have tried to talk to them. But master, they ain't worth it. But master, let me tell you something. Just do it. Because you don't know. You may be that one that God has singled out and picked out that they might listen to. Quit trying to shuck your responsibilities. Quit trying to wiggle out of everything and just do it. Flee fornication and youthful lusts. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. That charge has been given not only to just young folks. 
There are some older people who need to flee also. But to my young people, this charge is given. Don't allow yourself to get entangled into situations and acts concerning the lust of your flesh that can mess you up mentally and psychologically. There are some things your mind is not prepared and ready to handle. Don't debate when the conversation of sex come up. When the conversation of desiring to do things that God only placed in marriage. Don't feel you have to stand there and debate. Run! Flee! Fornication! And youthful lust. Let them call you what they want to call you. Just do it. Joseph did it. Just do it. Do what the Bible instructs. Flee. It didn't say negotiate. It didn't say, see how strong will you are and talking about this stuff and you deceive yourself into thinking, oh, it has no effect on me. Until he get up off of you or she get up off of you. Stop lying. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Now that you become a Christian, walking in a newness of life. You put off the old man and put on the new man, put on Christ. Stop lying to one another. It's a new walk. It's a new talk. Be honest. Stop making excuses as to why you can't. Just stop. Stop Stop acting as if you got to have an explanation as to why. Just, just do it. Stop lying. Have, have you ever noticed the more you say, it leads you into lying more? I can remember a long time ago, a job I had, I used to always have to go to court in representing the company and everything and I had a lawyer one time, he was prepping me, and they said, look, don't be nervous. Remember this. And every time you have to testify and get on the stand, he said, the less you have, he said, the less you say, the less you have to prove. That's why the Bible said, let your yea be yea, and your nay be Because, see, when you start going beyond that, you're going to tell a lie. You ever ever caught your child or you ever seen where a little child get caught doing something wrong? And when you question them or they got caught, they start saying, ah, ah, ah. Well, you see, ah, well, really, I didn't do it. But I was watching you. Well, see, you know, uh, 
Those are children. But God expects better from grown people. And especially if you name the name of Christ. That's why the Bible said you have put off that old man. You're not walking according to those rules and those standards anymore. Stop lying. Lie not one to another. Flee youthful lusts. Second Timothy 2, 22. Don't allow your youth to be an excuse to justify you doing wrong, young folks. And it's sad that I would have to say this. You have some grown people who will tell their children or either other young people, oh, just let them go and sow their oaks. Let them go and get it out of their system. What do you mean get it out of their system? You have old fools walking around today who still ain't got it out of their system. You got old men. You got old men still walking around taking Cialis and Viagra. Because they still haven't got it out of their system. That's foolishness. You don't tell a young person. Just go and sow your oats and get it out of your system. And then, let me tell you, fornication, lust, let me tell you, it will hang around a lifetime. Young folks, do what the Bible said. Flee youthful lust. Don't allow your youthfulness to be a justification for you to do what is wrong. And parents stop upholding the wrong that young people are doing. Talking about well they're young. Timothy was young. But that's why he was encouraged by his mother and grandmother. And that's why he was encouraged by Paul. Live a holy life. Live a godly life. Flee these things that will sidetrack you and keep you from serving God. Flee. You notice the word flee? When I think about flee, I think about faster than running. Get away from it. And that's what the Bible is saying. Don't entertain it. Young ladies, don't entertain it. Young man, you are not made any more popular. You are not made any better of a young man in God's sight by getting someone pregnant, having sex with them out of marriage because the truth of the matter is you don't even know what you're doing. All you know is that your hormones are out of balance and you just seeking Knowledge from the wrong part of your anatomy. Flee. Youthful. Lust. People just don't jump up and have sex. There's some discussion somewhere. There's, there's some communication somewhere. But see if you never initiate. If you never participate. In that communication. Guess what? You have a chance of fleeing. 
you have an opportunity to escape. But if you're going to try, if you're going to try to be smart and engage in these discussions, you're going to find yourself in a position that's going to lead you to a life of poverty. And it's going to create a hard life for you for the rest of your life. Stop stealing. Ephesians 4.28 Let him that stole steal no more. Stop, stop. Stop making excuses. Just stop. Just do it. You know what? Just like, just like giving in the church. You say you believe in God. You say you have faith in God. We're proving Stop coming up with all kinds of excuses and justification why I don't give right. Just do it. Walk out on faith. Trust God. Stop stealing. Do what's right. There's nothing a Christian would need to steal from anyone. When you serve a God and you have a father who owns the cattle upon a thousand years. Love one another. Well, I would love them, but. Ain't no but. There's no but in love. Love one another. John 13, 34, 35. Love one another. Because guess what? God first loved. You. And if you're not willing, why should God love you? Well, you know, I I I would love him and I would okay. Excuse. Why not just do it? Why not just deny yourself and let God have his way and his will and using you for his purpose? You aren't always the saint that you're sitting there pretending to be now. Study the word of God. 2 Timothy 2, 15. Well, I will study more, but, you know, just so. No, no, no. Make time and just do it. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Of God. Well, if I don't study, how am I going to be fed? How am I going to be fulfilled? From what am I going to gain my strength? Bread alone won't do it. I need God. Stop making excuses. Just do it. We tell our kids, I don't want to hear no excuse. But guess what? Neither does God. Amen, walls. Renew your minds. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your minds. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Well, I, I try, but you know, so much going on. Just do it. You know, if we put as much energy 
into just doing it as we put into coming up with excuses. Man, you know how great it would be. You know it requires energy to make up excuses. Why not divert that energy into just doing what is right? (laughs) Deny yourself. Boy, that's it there. Deny yourself. Matthew 16, 24. If any man, Jesus said, if any man will come after me. We got to get ourselves out of the way. Folks, we're fighting a losing battle. If we're trying to do it our way. Deny yourself. But brother May, I, I, I just try and, you know, thoughts just keep popping up in my head. And I just keep, well, you know what? You ain't trying hard enough. Check out your surrounding. Who are you talking to? Who's encouraging you to continue to deny yourself? Who's encouraging you to keep your eyes on the prize? Who's encouraging you to stay prayerful? Maybe you need to eliminate some of these folks in your circle. Because until you get yourself out of the way, there's no cross for you to bear. Not for Christ. You're just doing what you want to do. Forgive. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Why is forgiving so important? Why does forgiving always come up in my lessons? Because many of us struggle with it. Amen? Amen. Many of us struggle with it. And some of us, even right now, won't admit that we struggle with it. And that even proves even more we struggle with it. Why is forgiving so important? Because if we're not willing to forgive, God won't forgive us. Why should God impart his grace and show his mercy on me when I won't show it on my fellow man? Hmm? Why should I ask God for something that I'm not willing to show toward you, daughter? Why should I ask God, please forgive me? I know there are things that I think about that I should be thinking. I know there are lies that I have told that I should not have told. I know there are taxes I've cheated on. Lord, forgive me. Why do you roll your eyes when you see that person? Hmm. Child, just leave that alone because I don't mess with them. Really? And you're trying to go where? Because if you're not willing to forgive, God will not. Not a maybe. He will not forgive you. Instead of thinking about 
and using all of that energy to hold a grudge and to, to, to be angry or to be mad. Just do it. Just do what the Lord said to Just forgive and move on. You know how much memory that can clear up in your conscience and your mind by just letting that stuff go? That's why some people age, you know, they, they, they look like they so much older than what they are. Because you, you got so much clutter. That's the way up there in your mind and you're carrying it around and it just make you look old before your time. You said, well, they don't drink. They don't be out all night, this and that. Don't you know an unforgiving spirit, an unforgiving heart just wears on you? Let it go. Just do what you're supposed to do. And folks, last but not least, if you're willing to just do it, if you're willing to just do what the Lord say do and not question and not try to explain, you can rejoice. Because you know whatever it is, he will require of you and command you to do. It all will work out together for the good. And you know when it all rolls in together and works out together for the good, man, there should be some rejoicing in the hearts of God's people. Some of you roll up in here looking like you met Floyd Mayweather last night in the rain. The preacher have to stand up here and look at you instead of looking at you and seeing a smile and, you know, maybe just giving a little indication. Hey, keep on. Amen. You're looking like you want to fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no rejoicing. Makes you wonder. You're up here trying to stay focused on your lesson and both looking at you. Hey, whatever it is, I didn't do it. Okay? Take it on back where you came from. I didn't do it. But folks, the command is rejoice. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Why? Because we have everything in the world to rejoice about. I don't care what storms are brewing around us. I don't care what's going on in our society. We as God's people have something to rejoice about. We've been forgiven of our sins. We had a Savior who took our sins and he laid down his life for them. We still have the forgiveness of sin as we continue to do wrong day to day in our walk. And all we have to do is Pray to our Father, and we have an advocate with the Father. We have a mediator. We have the forgiveness of sin that we can have eternal life, not only now, but in the life to come. You're telling me we ain't got nothing to rejoice about? 
Maybe you don't believe we have anything to rejoice about because your mind is in the world instead of it being in Christ. Paul said, rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. Just do it, folks. Quit trying to figure out how you can make it work. You want the formula to success and how to make it work? Trust in God. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Have faith in Him. Give Him your whole heart. Not some of you. He don't want just a part of you. Ain't nothing God can do with scraps. You want your whole heart. Just do it, folks. Just do it. Just do it. How many of our young people have fallen into that? Why do you think all the young folks want to wear a knife? Huh? Why do you think over all the years folks want to wear Nike? Because even at a young age, they have bought into that coin phrase that, you know what? I can be better. They go even as far as to believe and man, if I wear this certain pair of Jordans or a certain pair of Nikes, you know what? I can play better. I can run better. I can run faster. I can do, you know what? Believe what you want. It's just a pair of shoes. I don't want to bust nobody more. But I know this much. The God we serve is far greater and far better than any pair of tennis. And he can take you to heights you never imagined. He could transform your life into doing things you never imagined possible. And I'm saying this morning. Will you surrender your will to the Lord today? How much more do you want God to do than he haven't already done? He gave his best. What more can you ask of a man who has laid down his life? It's time for you to make a decision. Either you're on the Lord's side or you're on the wrong side. You're not here by mistake today. It's no coincidence. You're here because it's God's will. For you to hear what you have heard. And for you to accept an invitation that is being extended. Today is the day of salvation for you. If you haven't obeyed the gospel. If you haven't put Christ on in baptism. Today is your day. Don't walk away. Because there's nothing better in life than to be a Christian. Yeah. <clears throat> Will you accept his will today? There's so much going on in this world. You don't have to, it, the, the shootings, the shooting yesterday in El Paso and the shooting this morning in Ohio 
it proves you don't have to be bothering anybody. You don't even have to be in the wrong place. Since when was it a sin to go to Walmart? When was it a sin to just go to a restaurant and eat? But we're told, be ye ready. We don't know what death is. And it may just be closer than you expect. What's our song, Adore? 111 is our invitation song. Yield not to temptation. And I'm praying you won't yield to the devil's voice to tell you today, wait. Just wait. Because there's nothing to wait for. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Is that all right? Because the angels in heaven are waiting to rejoice for you to make your decision to come to the Lord today. Let us together stand and let us sing. You need this